0: Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we ask you to be here with us in this place this morning as we always do when we gather. We know that you have kept your promise and are here in our midst. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We ask this in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. When Aya and I were in Israel several years ago, one of the first things that I noticed, in fact, I noticed it while we were on the plane on the way to Israel, was that during their prayer, Orthodox Jewish men wear a set of small black boxes, each on a leather strap, one wrapped around their left arm and one on their forehead. In obedience to these commands that we read in The book of Deuteronomy this morning. I'd known about that practice, but I'd never actually seen it in real life. Those are called phylacteries, and they contain on very thin pieces of paper verses of Scripture, including the verses that we read from Deuteronomy this morning. They're intended to help prayerful men in their devotional. Life. Now, some of these same verses, in fact, are kept in another place in a decorative wooden box called a mezuzah, which is mounted outside the door of the home of every observant Jew. And not just outside the door, but every doorway, every establishment run by an observant Jew. In fact, every hotel and every hostel we stayed at had a mezuzah outside with verses of Scripture in it. Every time you go in and come out, as it says in Deuteronomy, remember the Lord your God. Perhaps the most important of the verses that are contained in these containers is called the Shema, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, which we just read this morning. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Shema is Hebrew for hear, the first word of that announcement, that the Lord is one. And Jesus, moving into Mark now, as a law-abiding and observant Jew, was well aware of the Shema. He actually quotes it, as we heard, and then quotes further into Deuteronomy in his answer to this scribe who approaches him in our reading in Mark chapter 12. But I want to set the scene for you a little bit. We have a reference to the Sadducees in the first sentence of our Reading, and Jesus has just had an interaction with a group of Sadducees who ask him this weird theoretical question about what would happen in the afterlife if a childless woman sequentially marries seven men, all of whom are brothers. Who, they want to know, will she be married to in heaven? Now, in response, Jesus proves himself more expert in the law than them, reminding them that in heaven there is neither marriage nor giving in marriage. Witness to this interaction is this scribe that we read about. Now, scribes were, in fact, experts in the law. So this scribe sees that Jesus answers the question well. And so he approaches Jesus with a question of his own. Which commandment is first of all? And Jesus answers him from Deuteronomy. The first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment. Greater than these. Now, of course, he goes off book here, right? (laughs) He goes from Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God, but then he changes course. I actually looked at a couple of commentaries this week about this formulation, this summary of the law into two commandments love God and love your neighbor. And while there were apparently a very few rabbis here and there who would occasionally put these two ideas together, Jesus seems to have been the first teacher to really and consistently sum up the law, all of the law, in this way. Love God and love your neighbor. You'll note, of course, that in Deuteronomy itself, the command is simply to love God. There's no mention of neighbor yet. Now, of course, that does not mean that the Old Testament does not command the love of neighbor. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's simply to say that Jesus is notable for his combination of these two great laws into one summary of what being truly obedient to the law really is. And it's his summary, in fact, that we open our worship service with every single week. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the scribe acknowledges Jesus' wisdom in stating these two laws together. You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important, the scribe says, than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. So we've got some ecumenical agreement going on here, right? Some real interfaith dialogue with Christianity represented by Jesus, Judaism represented by this scribe in total agreement here that the law might be summarized by love God and love your neighbor. And an agreement that that obedience in that way is preferable to exterior signs of obedience like sacrifices and offerings. And you know, I was thinking this week that we could probably extend the interfaith love even further, right? With a couple of quirks and hiccups here and there about who and exactly what God is, and maybe just exactly what love means, love God and love your neighbor can summarize pretty much every religion and every belief system from one corner of the world to the other and down throughout from the dawn of time. We can go from devout Hindus... Love God, one or many of the several hundred, and love your neighbor. To devout Muslims, love God, whose name is Allah, and love your neighbor. We could go from ancient pagans, love God, which is this rock, and love your neighbor. To modern pagans, love God, which is yourself, and love your neighbor. All these religions share this idea, this love. But this... Love, as described by Jesus himself here, this love is the law. A love that is commanded, a love that is required, is by no means unique to Jesus. After all, the Jewish scribe describes it perfectly. But Jesus is unique, one of a kind, and so is our faith in him. And he is unique in this way. Love that is the law is not the only kind of love we have. See, after the scribe acknowledges Jesus' wisdom and then shows himself to be wise as well, after all, acknowledgement of the law is wise, Jesus says, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Oh, not far, perhaps but it does seem like there's something missing. Something you and I know that's going to set Jesus apart from all of that shared law of love stuff that almost every religion and every religion that doesn't call itself a religion holds in common. Because Jesus is the embodiment of a uniquely Christian truth. That the law, as good as it is, cannot actually bring about the thing that it requires. The law is good and holy and righteous, but it cannot actually produce love. It can ask for it, but cannot make it be. A different kind of love has to come in now. And only the gospel, the unique good news about Jesus Christ, can actually create love. It's good to remember this, specifically on Reformation Sunday, which is today the anniversary of the beginning of the movement of rediscovery of this proper distinction between law and gospel. It was 504 years ago today that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the castle church in Wittenberg. The Reformation was, of course, about lots of things, but it might be summarized by its famous five solas, five only's. The rediscovering and recentering of the doctrines of grace alone, faith alone, scripture alone, Christ alone, and to God alone be the glory. Now, the law. The reformers said, not for the first time, of course. The reformers are only quoting Jesus here. The law, even a law as salutary, as good as love itself, cannot save. Even a law as good as love cannot save. Only Christ, received by grace alone, through faith alone, found in the Bible alone, and glorifying God alone, can save. So the scribe, even acknowledging correctly, absolutely correctly, that to love God and to love one's neighbor is better than any offering or sacrifice, even that is not quite there. It's not quite good news. It's not the whole truth. Because love, even love, is still the law. Near the end of our time in Israel, I and I were in Jerusalem, and we went with our tour group to the western wall of the Temple Mount. Because of the restrictions about entering the Temple Mount itself, which is currently controlled by Muslims, the western wall outside the temple is the holiest place that Jews are permitted to pray. And no tour of Israel is complete without a stop there. And today or at least when we went several years ago, access to the area of the Western Wall is strictly controlled. You wait in a very long line. Muslim security guards check your bags, and you're not supposed to stay at the wall for very long. They want you to keep moving along. And after you're through all the Muslim security, men and women are separated from each other, and the men are pointed around the end of this long fence to the place where they can enter the area reserved for them in front of the wall. And as I went to enter the courtyard there at the foot of the Western Wall, I came to a final checkpoint. There was no guard there, but there was a bowl of disposable yarmulkes. And I realized, having not thought about it before, that no one is allowed to enter to approach the Western Wall, this holy place, without their head ceremonially covered. And right there, for some reason, finally, I'd had enough. I just stood in line for hours, had my backpack pawed through and my intentions scrutinized. I'd been separated from my wife, and now I was supposed to put a piece of plastic on my head in order to approach a wall. And I decided not to do it. Now, I don't begrudge anybody their desire to go to the Western Wall and to pray. It's undoubtedly a powerful place, and I know people who have had profound and truly spiritual experiences there. But for whatever reason, on that day, I turned back. I went the other way, and I sat on some steps on the other side of the plaza from the wall. And it was while I was sitting there with the sun shining on my face away from the crowd at the face of the wall, that I had my own profound and truly spiritual experience. It was there that once again I remembered the glory of the gospel. That on account of Christ, there are no barriers between me and God. On account of Christ, there are no barriers between you and God. No lines, no checkpoints, no fences, no head coverings. We have a God who, rather than making us qualified to get to him, actually comes to us. On account of Jesus Christ, God was just as close to me sitting on those steps that day as he was to the members of our group who went all the way to the wall. Because the life of faith is not about who we are, what we do, where we go, how we qualify. It is all about Jesus and what he has done for us. It's all about Jesus and what he has done for you. And that is a different kind of love. That is a love that is not the law. That is a love that is not required. That is a love that is given to you. I had just followed all these laws trying to get close to something. The Western Wall. The scribe giving Jesus the right answer was close to the kingdom of God. But close, well, close isn't close enough. Close isn't good news. It turned out that I didn't want to get close. I needed to be reminded on that day that God came to me. Hear, O Israel, Jesus quotes, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. But there is something greater than these commandments. Even greater than these commandments, outshining them by so much that it is as though they do not shine at all, as St. Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 3, greater than these commandments is Christ himself. These commandments ask you to love. God in Jesus Christ is love for you. And this is love, says the Apostle John. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the perfect sacrificial offering for our sins. Jesus is the love of God given freely to you. And that's your good news on this Reformation Sunday. And every Sunday and every day. And every hour, we're just saying, I need thee every hour. This is your good news for this hour. The law is not the gospel. The gospel is not the law. The law is good and righteous and holy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You are called to love in a way that is a reflection of the perfect love of God. But my proclamation of that law to you... True though it is, does not contain within it the ability to create law keeping in you. It can only ask, not provide. It is a love required, not given. The gospel proclamation, though, does provide. The gospel is a love given. Jesus Christ, the faithful law keeper, laid down his life for you, the law breaker. And that is how you come to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and strength. That is how you come to love your neighbor as yourself, not by your own effort, but by Christ's own obedience given to you, a love not required, but given by Christ's own love. In fact, given to you, that's the gospel. That's good news. And it's good news today. Tomorrow and forever. The expert in the law was close to the kingdom. The recipient of Christ's finished work, you, is brought all the way home. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.